Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Watching Yankees White Sox right now in the top of the ninth. Araldis Chapman blows the save last night, shortly after we get done recording. Um, but Yanks would certainly love for them to take three out of four here in Chicago with a win. Um, but we'll see. Um, the game will probably end as we're recording once again. So you could get some good live reactions. Um, but yeah, no, overall doing good. Uh, recording a little earlier than we normally do on Sundays. Um, but honestly, I love it because there's so many games that are still uh, going on right now. Yeah, and I know we've certainly talked a lot about this uh, team recently, this Yankees team, but this is just such an important series, right? Because this is a team in the White Sox who we can both agree is much better than their record. Have They haven't played up to their talent so far. So the ability to jump on them now and get these wins when it's easy is such a benefit for your team. And today's game, of course, was also incredibly interesting. I was giddy when I saw it. You got Michael Kopech going up against Nestor Cortez. And from what I've seen, what little of the game I was able to watch, this thing lived up to the hype, did it not? Uh, yeah, it absolutely did. Uh, Kopech got himself into a lot of trouble early with his control issues. Uh, I believe he walked like three batters um, in one inning. But besides that inning where he struggled so much with the walks, I don't think he had a three-ball count for the rest of the game. Um, and, you know, so his line certainly doesn't look the best with those three earned runs, but... Uh, he was pretty unhittable uh, today. We didn't make hard contact, really. We still haven't made hard contact, really, this this whole game. 
And, of course, on Nestor Cortez, LJ, another great start. I don't know why they, we thought it was a good idea to bring him back out um, in there in the eighth, and he allows the homer. But, I mean, LJ, this guy is legitimately one of the best pitchers in the American League right now. Oh, easily. He's really, again, he's come on because he's got good stuff, but he also, he's not the type of guy who relies on the stuff alone. He knows no. how to make pitches. He knows how to get people to swing and miss. And those things, it's the mental parts of the game. It's the knowledge factors that he excels in so much. And that's what makes him such an exciting player. As for Kopech, I mean, the beauty with this guy is the fact that he's really, this is kind of like his second season. This is his, really his first full season as a starter because of the injuries and stuff like that. So there's a lot of growth still to come from a guy who's already pitching incredibly well, already has amazing stuff. So you talk about uh, inning. Okay, he has an, an inning where he has some control issues. He has a couple innings where he has control issues. All of a sudden, he comes in and just locks things down after that. That's exactly what you kind of expect from a guy like this With that, that is that talented is he's going to make his mistakes, but he's going to make up for it and then some. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that talking about uh, – uh what's the name of Michael Kopech is a great segue into which is going to what is going to turn into the story of the day his story of the weekend as it just this result just goes final but LJ the Cincinnati Reds have thrown a combined no hitter and lost one to nothing to the Pirates it's Hunter Green who originally got the start for the Reds and he had a valiant effort. Um, I mean, his line, his final line here, he goes seven and a third, no hits, one earned run, five walks, nine strikeouts, um, 118 pitches. They call on Art Warren to get the last two outs in the eighth. Um, LJ, I've never seen, in my lifetime, I have not seen a no-hitter loss. This is the first no-hitter loss, I believe, since 2008. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's theoretically possible, it's been proven again that it's theoretically possible to lose on a no-hitter. It's just such a morale blow, because, especially when you consider the opponent, honestly, is really what brings it in here. This Pittsburgh team is not good, not talented, and yet has become shockingly competent this year. So they're a really good foil. They are the winnable game on Cincy's schedule. So we talked about a couple weeks ago when they were on their big losing streak that they basically had one shot to break or two shots to break it. It was last weekend's series against the Pirates and this weekend's series against the Pirates. They do well. They go out. They get their wins. And have a decent week. And then overall, it just kind of fell lackluster, I think, in these last couple of days against the Pirates when these were the ones you really needed to get to a respectable record. You need to be able to beat the worst team in your division. If you're going to be able to do that, they split with them on the road. It's Again, that's not a bad, that's not a bad decision, especially when you consider the fact that they beat the Brewers this week and they, uh, I believe, beat the Pirates last week. But these are ones you really need to capitalize on. So when you can't, and it's something stupid like this, it's a real shame. It's 
it's amazing to me how the run is scored too. Um, believe what happened was it was three straight walks to load up the bases. Key Brian Hayes comes in, RBI ground out, and that'll do it. Um, you know, overall, if you were gonna pick a baseball game to attend, um, you know, if especially or I, I shouldn't say attend, but if you picked a game to show to somebody to like try to promote the sport lj where is this one of ranking we have four total hits um and a game time of two hours and 34 minutes uh and a no hitter loss you see the issue is the fact that it's two hours and with 34 minutes you said yeah what the heck were they doing out there for all that time that's what i'm saying jeez um i mean come on we've got um there was a total of eight walks in the game but yeah it's um it it makes no sense you were doing absolutely nothing and we've got minor league games that are going under two hours routinely now with a pitch clock and those minor league games have more action in them the under two hour ones than this does what are we doing why are we doing it this again this might be one of the worst games you could ever watch it's uh I don't think I can make the analogies that need to be made here and still come off respectable. Um, all I'm going to say is a uh, old friend of ours made a very similar comment after our bowling sectionals uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> and that's really all you need to know. That's all you need to know, Brandon, is this is one of the – is this is sad. This is bad for baseball. Could you imagine this was your first game you watched? Yeah, a, a no-hitter loss. You'd be so confused why, like, the Reds are in somewhat of celebration. But we can also agree the only team that could manage to do this this year would be the Reds, right? Uh, Yeah, this is the only way you could lose that poorly. Like, it's, <laughs> and, not, even, it's not even, res- again, talk about respectability. It isn't respectable what the Reds have done so far this year. It's like... I'm not going to sit here and pretend the Red Sox have been a good team. I'm not going to pretend that the Orioles or even the Pirates have been really good teams. But they don't beat themselves constantly. No. The team goes out there and finds a new way to lose every single night. The 2022 Reds, we are, LJ, only 34, 35 games in. Um, we got a, a long ways to go. <laughs> Brandon, I'm out on the Cincinnati Reds. Completely out. 100%. You know, and we're certainly going to talk about it tomorrow. LJ, I had a thought of potentially moving the Reds out of the 30th spot. I agree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. With that being said, there's still an embarrassment. Well... (laughs) I can break down a little for you if you want. Um, in the last seven days, the Reds have gone five and two. They have. You're correct. They. That is correct. And the likes of teams like Toronto, Colorado, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Rays, are all under five hundred in the last seven days. All right, that's that is all right. Now you're starting to lose me. You're going a little far fetched here. Why? All those teams have had significantly worse records. The Keep Dodgers. It simple, because just like it happened with me, anyone else you try to justify in this way, 
their ears are immediately going to turn off when you put Cincinnati and Toronto, Cincinnati and Milwaukee, whoever else you said, uh, Cincinnati and L.A. Anytime you put them in the same sentence other than L.A. beat Cincinnati or Toronto beat Cincinnati, their ears are going to immediately turn off. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> might turn off in that situation out of boredom. No, I was just saying <laughs> – I was just saying that it's imp- it's impressive what the Reds have done. Obviously, they don't stand a chance with any of those teams. But the fact that they've had, at least for one week, a better record than these teams, um, it's pretty commendable, I think. Uh, permission to counter real quick? Yeah, sure. Brandon, they've gone 5-2 and two in their last seven days. Yeah. They're still two and a half games in last place. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it, I'm just, I'm just going to set that right there and let you unpack that one. So the guy <laughs> no, I'm all right, no. I can certainly unpack it, but the guy you who I'd say was more bought in early in the season on the 2021 Reds more than anybody is now just as bought out this early in the season on the 2022 Reds. Oh, easily. Way the heck out. Big anti-Reds guy right now. Well, LJ, the Yankees game is heading to the bottom of the ninth inning. They're looking to secure this save. Um, they just really- scored. They just scored two more runs on. Uh, what was a very nice Joey Gallo home run? Starting to heat up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, that's somebody I needed to be out on. That's right. We are going to be posting in a few days. We finally decided we're going to come up with our full list of all of the guys who we are out in and out on, the two of us, so we can all keep track, including any changes that have come, been made to that. I forgot to put Joey Gallo on my list. LJ, Ryan Brazier just blew the game for the Red Sox here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It, it was a bullpen game. Did you really expect the Red Sox of all teams to win a bullpen game? Yeah, true. That being said, Yasmani Grandal also makes that group for the exact same reason. Yeah, no, we are. Bi- I'm pretty sure both me and you were just so out on Yasmani Grandal. I am not just out on Yasmani Grandal. I am out on any and all three true outcomes, guys. And and Marcus Simeon, right? You're like completely out on him because like you were never even in. During his season last. I wasn't necessarily in. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm fully out, especially seeing I'm running out of room on my in-out page. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was necessarily, I'm necessarily out. I definitely wasn't in during last season. But You were the first was- person to call him out and be like, oh, it's not actually a, a second baseman, guys. Like He's just clearly a shortstop. <laughs> Yeah, dude's dude's just a shortstop, and that's why that's where all the trouble is coming from. No, honestly, like if you're looking for my honest opinion here, um, I'm not out on him. I just really want to question and really enjoy questioning whether or not he sold for the bag. I'm ninety percent sure he sold for the bag. It's if valid. He, if he if he was as talented as Tony Rendon and could sell out for the bag and then dip and then still put up the numbers Tony's putting up, like. Honestly, that's why I like Tony, is the fact that, like, I don't think he's entirely checked in. But no, but he's not checked out. 
but he's still a very competent player. As he's still, yeah, he's still a competent player by yeah. history standards. Um, LJ, can we real quick talk about? Uh, I was meaning to to bring this up, um, and then we're gonna get into injuries after this. But um, the Padres and Braves played a game today that started at eleven thirty. Not sure if you've seen why. Um, because of the new deal that Peacock has with the MLB, um, I'm pretty sure all the Peacock games start at eleven thirty a.m. Um, you know how do we how do we feel about this? I, um, like, it. I like the fact that the Red Sox had something individual and unique about them. Like, not to be selfish, but the eleven o'clock start is our thing. Um, yeah. And for the Nationals on July fourth, that's yes, like yes, us- that's like usually where I c- credit like an early start to a game. Like, those are the only, but those are the only two that really yeah. is necessary. It seems fitting to do. This makes no sense. Also, they don't advertise. The Pe- Peacock doesn't advertise their baseball games at all. So how are you supposed to know that a game's starting early, or the fact that it's starting at all on Peacock <laughs> makes no sense? And then let me give you the last piece of logic here. And hopefully this doesn't end up derailing us too much because we are going to be turning into the biggest. Uh, I don't even. I haven't even looked at who Man City's playing next week, but whoever that team, we're going to become the biggest fans of them of all time. But they do have the Premier League. Most of these Peacock games are on weekends, and the Premier League plays some Saturdays, but mostly Sundays. Does it make much sense to put an 11 o'clock game right during the prime slot of your soccer content? Like that's, yeah. right, that's right in the heart of soccer games on the East coast. What I don't, what I don't understand is like, why can't they just start at one o'clock? Like the other games. I, no, that... I also genuinely don't know. Unless they're trying to go for like, oh, look, this is the only game on right now. You need Peacock to watch it. Like, if you really want to watch baseball this early, like, you have to get Peacock. Like, I don't know. Watch it at the normal time. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's it's a little strange. I I don't know how I how I feel overall with all these different streaming services that you need to be able to watch games. Um, you know, you're talking, at least for the Yankees, because they have a deal with Amazon Prime Video. Yankees have been on Apple TV. Them, though, that is probably the least problematic of any, because the majority, I feel like the majority, and I shouldn't be assuming this, but most people you know have Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. So the fact that, honestly, the amount of things that come free with Amazon Prime, it's the best deal in the business. So that at least makes it a little easier for Yankees fans. Yeah, no, um, I, I absolutely agree with that. But I'm talking more like the yeah. Apple TV yeah, broadcasts, yeah. the Peacock broadcasts. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, what, what's next? Uh, are they just going to, like, how many more games are they going to be able to put behind a paywall every year? Is it just going to grow more and more every year or... Oh, it's going to get worse and worse, and they're just, and then they don't also care at all about their products growing. Like as much as I get, people are cord cutting a lot right now, but national TV is still the way to go. Like your ESPNs, your Foxes, like those are still the ways. 
you need to strengthen the deal even if you make a little less at this point i feel like if you're the if you're major league baseball because that's how you get your game seen by the masses is if it's on a channel people know and care about but let's turn this over to another team brandon what about the cubs the cubs are going to have their own streaming service coming very soon how many how much do you think they're going to be caught charging now like it's gotten to the point that if you cord cut as a baseball fan it's going to be more expensive than cable at some point yeah absolutely um i didn't hear about this so is marquee making their own i believe we talked about it over the over the winter okay because i know that marquee is like the network that the cubs games air on are they making their own streaming service just for the cubs um if so, I mean, that's extremely interesting. Um, certainly a first for a team to do something like that. Uh, um, this was I'm now I'm going from the uh, SB Nation site here for um, the Chicago Cubs are in talks with media giant Sinclair Broadcasting to launch a streaming service for customers without cable or satellite TV subscriptions. Despite pushback from Major League Baseball on this idea, the post has learned. So it's not like a. It, this was this winter. It's not all that far along. But if they do, there's no way that streaming service is going to be able to get every single game. And I believe the price they were talking about at the time was also very high. Um, I'm making these numbers up, but I believe it was, it was over $12 a month. Wow. Okay. So, yes, you're going to get some good quality content there. And yes, it's still probably going to be more less expensive if you're really if the only reason you're buying your cable is to watch the Cubs, it's probably going to be a lot less expensive. But that's still not a good deal. Like, it's still not going to end up being a good deal when you end up having to do uh, fifteen dollars for your Marquee Sports subscription. You're going to have to do ten dollars for your Peacock subscription, four dollars for your Paramount Plus subscription. Um, Hulu has live sports, so maybe they're going to get into the game as well. Um, Hulu has live sports. But not Baker Mayfield anymore because apparently they don't want to pay for a backup. Hulu doesn't just have live sports. It's a lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it, it's getting crazy. I have MLB TV, and when I see games that I want to watch – that are on Apple TV or Peacock, it's it's frustrating. But, LJ, to end off the show, um, we wanted to do a little injury roundup because, quite frankly, we haven't been keeping up as much as we should. But there also hasn't been that many big-name guys that are out. But um, a few notable names, at least, that we're going to be talking about today for sure. Um, LJ, who did you want to start with? I have a whole a list of guys with notes here, so I can kind of talk about whoever. Um, we can go ahead. Let's start with Manny Margot, because I think that's the most recent and most uh, interesting of them all. But after that, we can bounce wherever you'd like. Okay, so Manny Margot. Um, this is a guy who made my team of the week on Thursday. Um, he actually won AL Player of the Week last Monday, um, or he was named Player of the Week last Monday, but he had a right hamstring strain um, in the game that night. Um, he had only appeared in two games since then. They were both in the DH spot, and they placed him on the IL 
today, the 10-day IL. Um, he leads the team in batting average at 348. Um, and, you know, this is a big loss for the Rays for the meantime because this has been a guy that has just been so productive for you so far this year. Um, and a team that's already riddled with injuries, especially on the pitching staff, and now you lose one of your better hitters. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough time. This is a guy that just brings so much value from different every every aspect of the game. Really, Brandon, where would you say is his weak point? Because I don't feel like there's that much of a weak point anywhere. He's solid at everything. He doesn't excel at any one specific thing. He's just very good at at a lot of different stuff. And it's honestly, again, it's very good. It's not like yeah. he's good. Like a lot of times people say he doesn't excel in one area and it's kind of pretty much a slight to them because they're trying to find something nice to say about a guy. This is us genuinely trying to be really nice about Manny Marco. This guy is a really good ball player and deserves the respect on his name. And that it's a huge hole for this team, which yes, they've got a lot of guys who can cover 18 million positions, but they're not going to be able to reproduce Manny Margot out of any of these guys. Well, LJ, up next, let's go to the Mets, where Tyler Miguel, um, a guy who's been a massive part of the Mets' success so far in 2022, um, he's helped made up for uh you know with Jacob DeGrom being on the IL to start the year but now he'll be joining him on the IL um Tyler Miguel has right biceps inflammation um he did undergo an MRI today they said the results were encouraging um it should only hold him back from throwing for a few days they need to let the inflammation settle and then they are going to reassess but um overall should just be 10 days on the il for him but still that's potentially two starts he could be missing and another guy lj who has looked extremely good um i guess except for his last start right yeah and even then it's like are you really going to be there's nothing to be mad about really what you need to be worried about is where exactly does this team go for that that start because i certainly don't really feel comfortable with a bullpen game here i mean yes their their relief staff has been good i don't i don't fully buy in on what they're selling right now do you see anyone in this system that necessarily is the answer maybe no. bring back david bring back up david peterson um i don't i don't like anything that they've got going here which again most of the time is fine it's just they've got really three major injuries that have taken out all of their starting pitching bats. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but they just keep on winning, <laughs> even though they have all these injuries. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing to scrape together this these these uh, results. But like, I saw Max Scherzer the other night. He got. No run support, um, and of course they they lost that game to the Mariners. But yeah, the Mets are still they're still hanging in there. So. Again, the Mets the Mets are going through the toughest stretch of their schedule, and they're finding yeah. ways to win. Yeah, that's what things go about. They haven't lost. Have they lost back to back games? How long has it been? It's been a long time. But did um, you see? 
the Dodgers might lose five games in a row for the first time in like a long time. Let me see this. Um, staff, I can pull it up, but yeah, the Mets. I need to find this thing. Um, I'm not sure. Can't find it. Dodgers haven't lost five in a row in a while. They have a chance to. Yeah, um, and the Mets, they haven't lost back-to-back since uh, April 11th. Oof, okay. That's a good good stretch. They haven't necessarily, like, again, they haven't swept anybody. Actually, I don't think they have a sweep all season, but they're consistently winning series, and that's, that's really the secret to success. I mean, if you're winning three games out of four, that's a 120-win season. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're certainly not going to complain with it. Yes, you like the sweeps. They give you big momentum. But if you can just keep gutting out series win after series win, that's huge. And, I mean, of course, they did, all right, with that being said, they did lose their first series of the year today. But that's, that's not important. Um, we're going to ignore that logic. Either way, the fact that you didn't lose a series until May 15th speaks wonders about overall the, just that you're team's ability to get the job done. All and right. If I'm wrong, in the playoffs, you don't have to win every game. No. No. That's, that's you just can't game. lose four before you win four. Yeah. So th- this team is proving more than anything that they can do that. They're plenty capable. Well, let's stay in the NL East, and another very prominent starter has hit the IL. It this time it is Jesus Lazardo from the Miami Marlins. Uh, he has a left forearm strain, um, and he will hit the 15-day IL retroactive to May 12th. So Friday, Thursday, Thursday. Um, and up until this point, the Marlins had one of the best rotations in the league so far this year. Um, and they had really no injuries uh, up until that point. Jesus Lazardo, a big part of that rotation. Um, LJ, I just saw he's 93rd percentile on average fastball velocity. Um, he's in the 92nd percentile in K percentage. He's in the top 10 percentiles in whiff percentage. Um, he's off to a really good start and certainly frustrating for both Jesus Lazardo and the Marlins to have him uh, out for a little bit here. But certainly a guy that I've been pretty big on. I try try to talk about him as much as I can. Um, And LJ and I both agree that that trade that Oakland made to just ship him away for half a year of Starling Marte looks sillier and sillier every single day. So dumb. Um, Yeah, if you're Miami, it's more about protecting him at this point. I really do believe because you have, this is the deepest pitching uh, team in the league. Probably. I mean, they're, they're top three. They've got right now five really talented, still pretty young. I mean, all guys, 27 or younger guys in their rotation that are all balling out, including Lazard. If you, if you include Jesus Lazardo in that group, you then look at their, top prospects and you're talking about uh three of their top 
fifty pros three of their four top fifty pro prospects are all pitchers who should be set to come up soon. You have plenty of depth and plenty of guys that need time. So at this point, stay conservative, stay safe, and don't blow out anybody important's arms. Like it's it's way too important for them to just keep him healthy because we're not gonna sit here and pretend that this team is well-rounded enough, especially this offense is good enough to actually compete for anything this year. Like they need a little bit more time. This is your opportunity to avoid major injury and get some guy, a guy like Sixto Sanchez, a guy like Max Meyer, get those guys up and get them big league time. Well, let's go over one more injury. LJ, who do you want to talk about? Pick someone. Uh, can we can we run over to the NL Central? Willie Adamas left today's game with a sprained ankle. Do you have anything on that? Ooh, um, I do I, not. Am I, am I too it. live and late breaking for Dr. Brandon Cam? Yes. Um, let me <laughs> let me see what I can pull up on Willie Adamas. Um, pulling up gonna, an article. Also, we're definitely um branding this uh segment. The Dr. Brandon. Dr. Brandon's uh injury report. Okay, well, while this article loads about w Willie Adamas, I can run through two guys real quick. Blake Snell, um, he got scratched right before his season debut on April 10th. He will open up his 2022 season Wednesday at Philadelphia. He had five innings of one-run ball in Triple A in his most recent rehab start last week. Um Ronald Acuna had missed a few games, underwent an MRI on his right groin. He is expected to rejoin the Braves lineup. John Gray expected to start Monday after, um, as now he will return for the Rangers. Joey Votto also will be back um, at some point. He's starting a rehab assignment. Um, he started a rehab assignment this weekend. LJ, Willie Adamas looks like... So he's played in every game this year, this article says. Appeared to twist his ankle as he slid through home plate on a sacrifice fly in the top of the first inning. He attempted to play through the injury. He took the field for the bottom of the first. And then during the top of the second inning after he played in the, in the field, they removed him from the game. Right ankle sprain. He'll be reevaluated tomorrow. He's considered day to day. Again, tough too because we've... We, t we did talk about this uh, right before the season. This Milwaukee team is not very deep on the left side of the infield. So, oh, and they just got Urias back, right? Yes, they did just get Urias back. Either way, they're not they're not in a good place with that, I, no matter what. So if you have Willie Thomas out for any extended period of time, that doesn't bode well for this team. If you don't have him 100%, sooner rather than later that also doesn't bode well for this team because he's your best player As you yeah. don't teams, teams don't win without their best player usually correct usually with the exception of when the nationals let bryce harper leave and then they won the world series well he they... wasn't he wasn't their best player anymore fair 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 <laughs> um it was and tony rendon yeah hey um, that's yeah. a disrespect towards Juan. Well, LJ, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. 
We'll be back tomorrow with Monday Power Rankings. Um, a lot happened this week. I, I, all I'm saying is it could get it could get interesting on the Power Rankings show tomorrow. Um, follow us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.